0: hey everyone this is Jacqueline Tecarante your host and friend here at jmt media podcast and season one was incredible. we got to interview city council, elected officials, small business owners, neighborhoods, community members um, really talking about what's going on in the pandemic because that's when we started the the podcast and so now with season two upon us I had to take a little break because well, I had a baby, y'all. Julie Violet is healthy, she's 20 months. And in the course of the 20 months, I've been able to connect with even more business owners, expanding all the resources that I have and really connecting with the community. And so season two is really about growth, real growth, um, helping people in front of the camera and behind the camera. And I'm so excited for my first guest, um, you may have seen her, know her. She's been featured everywhere, y'all. Um, in Brooklyn Daily News, um, and every blog you can imagine. She is an entrepreneur in her own right. She has an amazing business, but she's also an amazing director of the Brooklyn Women's Business Center, which is right across, I, I don't want to say the pond, but the water for us. Um, She's a huge advocate for minority women business owners, but also just an advocate for small businesses itself. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on my dear friend, Miss Camille Newman. (laughs) Hello, everyone. And Jacqueline, thank you so much for having me and for that
1: amazing
0: intro. (laughs) I'm so pumped. I have... I'm so pumped because, you know, we took a small break because, like I said, I had a baby. Yeah. Um, and as entrepreneurs, especially mothers that are entrepreneurs, you have to prioritize things. And so even though it was a, a beautiful break, I'm glad to be back with season two, really talking to leaders, industry leaders like yourself. And so, you know, one of the things that we briefly talked about before we started the segment was about you. So can you give us a little bit of background and history about what you do, um, your entrepreneur journey? I love (laughs) it. Awesome, awesome.
1: So I am Camille Numenaline, and I am the director, currently the director of the Brooklyn Women's Business Center, and we are funded in part by the SBA. But the way I got here is is kind of unique. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I run a business called Body by Love, and we offer clothing accessories and online classes that build confidence in plus-size women. And we started as a pop-up shop, so many people might recognize recognize me um, because i've won a couple of business competitions mm-hmm. here in the new york city area so we started as pop-up plus a pop-up shop for plus size women um, and i was doing that for over 10 years off and on in between the fashion industry working in the fashion industry i should say um, and then we transitioned to body by love during the pandemic So that's my entrepreneurial life. But now um, I have kind of used the passion that I have for both business and for advocating for women and women of color as now the director of the Brooklyn Women's Business Center. So again, Jacqueline, thank you so much.
0: Oh, Camille, (laughs) I'm I'm loving all this. So let's dive in because I think there's different stages of entrepreneurship. Oh, definitely. People tend to forget, right? And so my journey started again. I was pregnant with my son at five months. Now he's six years old. And I remember going to pitch meetings with like Adore the Explorer backpack with my pregnant belly. And pretty much being like, hire me. And so Staten Island is a close-knit community. And I was able to get from one client to another. And it just snowballed. But can you talk about the different types of entrepreneurship that maybe you've seen and also maybe that you've experienced? Oh, definitely. Um, first, let me begin by saying entrepreneurship is tough.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> exactly. Amen. I'm going to say it a little louder for the ones in the back of the room, okay? Exactly. Um, especially as a woman and a woman of color. Um, and you just go through several phases. You know, what a lot of people don't understand about entrepreneurship is that it can be a very lonely road. Um, and so you have to build support systems along the way. So I, myself, started out as a part-time entrepreneur while I was working that full-time job and and, and hustling Mm-hmm. Um, cashed out my 401k, which I do not recommend <laughs> in hindsight, um, and then was able to transition to um, full time entrepreneurship for a number of years. And then, you know, like with ebbs and flows of businesses, my business started to take a dip in 2018, um, towards the end of 2018. So I transitioned back into full-time employment in 2019. So anyone starting entrepreneurship should know that, you know, when you read about the Jeff Bezos of the world mm-hmm. and all these other huge companies, that is not the experience for 90% of entrepreneurs. Um, you have to be nimble. You have to um, develop an emotional toughness. Um, and so at the Brooklyn Women's Business Center, we see those different levels of entrepreneurs as well. You know, we bring in or assist um Clients who have that micro business, you know, they're selling on Etsy, they're, they're yeah. trying to scale. And then we, you know, um, help those businesses that are close to a million dollars. So the, the journey to entrepreneurship is definitely different for everyone. So I want to encourage entrepreneurs out there that if you're not at the million dollar mark, do not be discouraged. Uh, the key is just consistency and drive yeah. and, and pushing forward with your dream, really. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head also talking about cashing out your 401k yes like like, (laughs) i mean i was just on a panel a couple weeks back um and i was explaining to people that growing up so my stepdad didn't come into the picture until i was like 11 or 12. so Mm -hmm. growing up my mom was single mom with three kids And we were raised in a financial household. If you do not have the money, you do not get a credit card. You do not take out a loan. If you don't have the money in the bank, you cannot do it. And so for the first few years of my entrepreneurship journey, I didn't take out not one credit card, not one, because I had that instilled in me. If If I don't have the money, I don't have the money. And so, you know, I've learned over the years that, financial literacy and understanding the basics of building your credits of, um, access to some of these things. Um, you know, as a side note, I always tell people there's in my eyes, there's like two types of entrepreneurs, right? There's entrepreneurs that are used to the grinds, the hustle that have this mentality of like, I got to make sure I hit payroll every two weeks. Yeah. People forget that. And yeah. then there's the other sense of the entrepreneur where it's generational wealth already built in for them. And so I always kid around with my friends that are that other entrepreneur. I'm like, you're not even on the same lane. No, well, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I love you, but we're on two different highways, respectively. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and so generational wealth and then understanding financial access and capital that's like a whole new world, even for myself. I um, yes. just celebrated six years. That I remember how old my company is because wow. that's how I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I remember. However old Roman is, that's how old my business is. Oh, okay. right? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, but like organizations like yourself and, yes. you know, SBA, they really try to provide um, information to access capital funding. Um, You know, one of the things is in New York City, there's a big program called the David Prize. And it's like five New Yorkers, they try Mm -hmm. to get one from every borough, five New Yorkers get 200,000 or 250,000. And so one of my colleagues was like, Jacqueline, you got to apply for it. It's about entrepreneurship and um, helping. And I'm like, Oh no! I'm not applying. I want to see who's on the board of directors. I want to see who's the mentor. Those are the people that I want to learn from because to me, that is way more valuable than the actual two hundred thousand dollar prize. Yes. And so I have. Oh, well, like, Although you really should try to get the two hundred.
1: Okay. As well. I, uh, I as know well. that. Just... It might
0: as well. But it's a it's a process, it and so process. Do you find that a lot of entrepreneurs come in and that's their first focus is like, how do I finance this idea? Or where do I go to get funding for this idea?
1: Yeah, that's always a challenge. And you touched on so many things, Jacqueline. Um, You know, the first thing about financial literacy, we at the Brooklyn Memphis Business Center, I can't tell you how many times we deal with entrepreneurs that that don't really understand, you know, the the way money works, right? You know, cash flow and, and they sometimes they come in, for example, they have a clothing business, they've already spent $14,000 $14,000 on a credit card, getting uh, you know inventory and all this type of stuff without really thinking the business through. So what we try to do at the Brooklyn Women's Business Center is really help the client from start to finish. think through yeah. the idea. Is there a need? How are you going to market it? And of course, the books. And what I find, um, particularly in communities of color, is that we're somehow embarrassed for not understanding finances or somehow we're embarrassed because we didn't come from a family with a lot of money. Um, Generational wealth for some of us, not all, is a new concept, a new thing. Um, And asking for help is also a challenge in this because they don't necessarily trust institutions. So what we try to do is really you know, help them feel comfortable with asking these questions and understanding their finances and understanding their cat, you know, cash flow statements and balance sheets. And this was particularly apparent, Jacqueline, during the pandemic. I can't tell you how many businesses of color missed out on PPP assistance or EIDL assistance from the SBA because they didn't have their books in order, they didn't have their mm-hmm. taxes. So, if, if entrepreneurs out there, you gotta know the numbers, don't be afraid of. Of the yeah. numbers. And there's no shame in starting out by selling $200 of a product because what you want to first do with your product is proof of concept. Um, and I also agree with you, Jacqueline, that, that getting and understanding and building those relationships with other people in these different circles are also another way that an entrepreneur could really push um, the business forward. There was so much packed there. And it, it's you said. I'm, I'm like, I I'm
0: like, <laughs> You know, I, I always tell when people are. Like, like Jacqueline, how'd you start up? I'm like, honey, get yourself a bucket of coffee. Like <laughs> this is going. It's it. It didn't happen overnight. Oh, it,
1: yes, so, it didn't. It. Didn't. I
0: mean, I always knew as a young child that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, my my father, my stepdad. Paul, if he's listening, I love him so much. Like I named my (laughs) son after him. I'm like Roman Paul. That's awesome. (laughs) But, But growing up, when I say that we had true, humble beginnings, I mean, my parents were, you know, the minimum wage. And I remember going with my father to like clean windows of like car dealerships and stuff like that. And so my father taught me early on, get up early, do the job. Um, learn to how to negotiate your prices and never accept no as an answer. Yeah. And not everybody is fortunate enough to have that male figure, that mm-hmm. guidance. And so one of the things that I try to express to our listeners and to our viewers are to find your own mentors. Your own mentors may not be your family, and that is okay yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. In
1: fact, your family <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Might be the one discouraging you the most, so that's important as, as well. You bring up a wonderful point. As an entrepreneur, you definitely have to to define your tribe, right? Get out there and build a support system around you. And we we are spoiled here in New York City because there's so many different programs, so many different um you know networking
0: groups, yeah, yeah.
1: Meetups, so many things you can do as an entrepreneur to really get out there and get the support you seek. So I encourage entrepreneurs, um, don't be afraid of that idea. You know, get out there, talk with others, get feedback, um, you know, prove prove your concept, and don't be afraid to start small. Every overnight success, many of them are 20 years to that overnight success. Oh, yeah. 15, 15 years, 40 years. Um, um, my father always reminded me that, you know, many entrepreneurs are, are between that, I, I believe he said 50 to 55 age group but they spent most of their lives right Building Building up. up to that point so um i get a lot of clients who come in and they're kind of deterred because like they're they're featured on forbes like 27 and you know, a billionaire, but that is just not the norm. So I want to encourage everyone, if you're out there, you have an idea, um, you know, begin with writing it down, writing down that vision, and then taking the steps to make that vision a reality.
0: Absolutely. You know, um, speaking of success, on one last note, I used to think, and again, it's always coming from this place of scarcity. And so I remember years ago, someone had asked me, you know, Jacqueline, what do you define as success? And at the time I said, you know, for me, success is being able to go into a grocery store and spending three, $400 and not worrying about, oh, oh my gosh, yes. I got to pay the light bill. I got to pay X, Y, Z bill. And so now as my business has evolved, so have I. And so now I was asked last week, like, what do you define as success? And I said, Honestly, for me, success now is the impact of what I'm doing and how it's going to help. To me, that's true. That's a part of generational wealth, of yes. impact within my community. And so I'm going to pose this question to you. Wow. You, <laughs> I know, right? No big deal. What do you define as success?
1: Um, it's so many levels, I would say, because I have, you know, my personal success that I want to achieve, like some goals for me and my family. But then I also am dedicated to to the community. So I would say from a a personal standpoint, I want my business to hit that million dollar mark. (laughs) Like we've been, we've been fighting and so many women of color. uh, Here's a random statistic. um, I believe 85% of businesses of color never go over women business of color never make over a hundred thousand and so that is a yeah um, we're not a, we're not employing a lot of people we are a a group of solopreneurs, which is fine, but I want to get those businesses to you know the point where I we are it. five, ten employee businesses. So I kind of skipped over my personal success, but that would be like um, you know a goal for me to really, for the community, make a dent in that number and I to know it. that I had something to do with that. But on a personal level and a business level, I also want to eventually get my my business body by love
0: to that million dollar mark. We're, we're claiming it we're claiming we're it, it, claiming it. It's happening. What, what is there's a gentleman i listen to every morning ash cash and he <laughs> says we are made from an abundance so it's yes. happening it's gonna <laughs> it's happen it right here um it's already yeah. happened it's already happened it's
1: already <laughs> happened but yeah you know i'm um, as for the community i'm passionate about the work i do with entrepreneurs I see so many wonderful entrepreneurs come in with ideas and and I am just, you know, rooting for every rooting for all of them because I know what it is to have that idea kind of burning inside of you and have to execute. So when I wake up every day and work with the women at the Brooklyn Women's Business Center, oh my goodness, um, that's just a, a pride and joy to to see them make measurable progress to make that idea come to fruition. So I love it. Yeah,
0: I love it. I, <laughs> I'm so grateful that you joined us for season two i look forward to seeing your personal entrepreneurial journey continue Yay. to grow <laughs> and i look forward to even connecting with you about That's the nice. Brooklyn women's <laughs> business center i think what yeah. y'all are doing is incredible Um, And for our listeners and our viewers, when this is up on our YouTube channel, I'll make sure that we drop the links below. And also if you're listening on iTunes, on our podcast, make sure that you subscribe and share with all of your family and friends that want to hear a little something different about entrepreneurship. Everybody has a different journey. So make sure that you follow JMT Media, the podcast, and thank you so very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.